on the Spencer's of the Pez, Goking out at the cons, Renaissance Fest, Watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie, <laughs> sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the letter F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, How you doing? I am great, Rick. How are you? I'm doing fine. This doesn't sound forced at all. No, it does not. You had a great time at Comic-Con, didn't you? I had an awesome time at Comic-Con. Spoke with a lot of interesting people. Sure did. You weren't shy at all. I never am. <laughs> so, who, who all did you speak to? Oh, well, there's a couple people you may not have heard of before, like uh, John Lehman and Bob Guillory. Jeez, that sounds familiar. Were they on Community? No, they weren't on Community. What? Where They where? write a little comic book known as Chew, and oh, they draw Chew, it as well. Yes. And uh, who else? I also talked to Todd Nock. You may have recognized his work on the uh, Spider-Man Obama cover from a couple of years ago. Okay. I, I saw that. Yeah, That's the yeah. book that everyone bought because it's so, so uh, great a collector's item right now. Absolutely. It? It's yeah. going for at least $3.50. <laughs> and who else? Uh, Joe, Joe Keating, huh? Joe Keating, yeah, just got the uh, Thanos miniseries over at Marvel. He's going to write that. Nice. And uh, uh, the Brothers Houghton, friends of the program. We've had them on before. They're That's nice right. guys. Chris Jeruso, he, do, he used to do many Marvels. He does G-Man, his own creation. Cool. Uh, Cena Grace, the editor at um, Sky, for the Skybound books, and he's also the artist on... Little depressed boy. Every time I see that name, I think it's a girl. Yeah, a lot of people do. <laughs> and then I talked to this guy. Uh, he's an up-and-comer in comic books. Not a lot of people have heard about him yet. His name is Robert Kirkman. Oh, I've heard of him. He's writing a few books. One of them is uh, The Walking Dead. Yes. Supposedly there's a TV show or something. There's a TV show, yeah. Starring zombies on a... And Thief of Thieves, I think. Thief of Thieves, of another one. Invincible... Something about a dinosaur? Uh, super dinosaur, yeah. yeah. It's about a dinosaur that's super. Cool. So, you brought all this back from Comic-Con for us. All kinds of wonderful interviews with those aforementioned gentlemen. Do you think we can go through those interviews in just that order you just laid out? I'm willing to bet my life on it. Okay. Nate Costa, Daredevil. Here we go with the first interview, which would be... John Lehman and Robert Guillory. Excellent. Okay, kids, it is the wee hours of San Diego Comic-Con 2012, Sunday. Everybody's getting ready to go home. I am here with John Lehman and Rob Guillory, writer and artist on Chew. How has the con been for you, gentlemen? Spectacular. It's been amazing. How many panels were you on this year? I was on four. I did one. One's, one's, one's enough for me. So, let's start with Chew. Uh, issue 28 is next, but 30 is the halfway point. The milestone, right? So you're halfway doing the tri-fold cover? With a poster cover. Yeah, tri-fold. Uh, <laughs> every 15 issues, we do a, a big tri-fold cover. So, yeah, 30 is going to be huge. 
Are there extra pages, or is it just the cover? We don't have a few extra pages. Um, yeah, it's a it's a really really important issue. That's, that's all I'm going to be able to say about that. Nice. Yeah. It's going to wake people up. That's good because pretty much everybody here needs to wake up. Uh, so you're also writing Mars Attacks. Yeah, Mars Attacks for IDW. Is two out yet or? No. IDW, I think, has seen copies, which means it's right around the corner, but okay. I don't pay attention to exact dates unless sure. it's unless it's two, and then the week of, then I start, like, paying attention. I certainly don't know the last freaking day of Comic-Con when it comes out. <laughs> and then, obviously, it was recently announced that you are going to be writing Detective for DC. Yeah, and I, as of issue 13 in uh, October, I think October. Sweet, and we all recall because everybody listens to the podcast that you said at Image Expo that you would probably never do any work for DC. I didn't think I would. But now we're all shocked. I was shocked too. Uh, I didn't think I would, so we'll see how it goes. And how did that come up? Was it Mike Martz or? Yeah, Mike Martz. Mike Martz gave me a call. Mike's a good friend. Mike's a great editor. Uh, and he said, "Do I want to try Batman?" What do you what do you say to that? You know. So first you said no, obviously, and then you thought, wait a minute, yeah, I do. Well, I, I did have to think about it. You know, I had to you know work out scheduling and stuff like that. But I'm three issues ahead on Rob. I'm two issues ahead on Mars Attacks. So why not give it a try? See how it goes. Sounds good. Yeah. Did you guys have any chance to walk around the floor at all this weekend? A little bit. I bought a couple of toys. Uh, I'm about to go do it again and waste some more money. Sunday's the best day to waste money because they're more willing to give you a deal. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing I really want, and I kind of feel like I completely know this show from land. Like, I've gone to the places that I need to go every time. Uh, so, yeah, that's not really seeing the show floor, but I saw what I needed to see. You don't need or want any Legos? Yeah, but I'm not going to get them, so I'm not going to stand in line. Does anyone, does anyone need Legos? Yes. Only Layman, I think, needs Legos. Yes, I'm Rob. Yeah. Make me a better person. Uh, Rob, I saw you tweeted a Spider-Man book. Is that right that you got with a sketch inside? Yeah, uh, IDW is doing these huge artist editions. Um, this one was uh, John Romita Sr. You tweeted that? Yeah, it is. Oh. It's freaking sweet, dude. It's like yeah, I have no doubt. It's yeah, like as big as my leg. <laughs> Will yeah. it fit in your uh, suitcase? I don't know. We have to put it in the big suitcase. Uh, it's yeah. huge. It's it's bigger than eleven by seventeen. Yeah, I didn't have any big purchases, and I might go through the floor and like grab some big books. For this guy, we, I walked over to IDW to get the new uh, Lock and Key hardcover. They had one left, and Rob's in front of me, so yeah. he gets it. Yeah, I, that was perfect timing. Uh, everyone in the booth was pretty pissed because there are a lot of people apparently trying to get it. But, well, uh, but we can say the same about Poyo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sells out. I have no regrets. That's right. That's why you got to come in on Wednesday to get your Poyo before everybody else yeah. snatches it up. I'll be able to get a lock and key hardcover when I get home, but yeah. Poyos are going to be kind of tough. Right. And Next the Poyo year, here was just a special cover, right? That's actually coming out. Came out on Wednesday. It did, okay. Came out on Wednesday. So it debuted at the show, but it also came out at the show and beyond. Right. That's the way to do it, apparently. Well, it's just lucky, you know. That's the ideal circumstance. 
Okay. Did you eat any good food in San Diego? I ate terrible food. Like, but I had another bad dinner last night. Oh, oh, but I had a great dinner with my hearts. I had a spectacular sushi dinner that was like, like crazy sushi good. Like, it wasn't like, oh, here's yellowtail. This is Madagascar yellowtail, and this is the loin cut. You know, it was like super specific, crazy you know, gourmet sushi, and it was awesome. Rob? And then I had a shitty meal after that, after shitty meal. I had a really good steak. At Donovan's? Uh, no. Uh, the Medici? It's an Italian, Italian place. Very, very good. I don't like steak. I burn it. I burn it to a crisp to be able to eat it. And then soak it in a one sauce. Have either one of you had a California burrito in any of your San Diego Comic-Con adventures? I've never heard of that. No. Never. Try a California burrito from formerly Santana's, currently Fresh Mex. Okay. That doesn't sound good to no, me. The, the, the name some. is lame, I know. No, I like close. Fresh Mex. What do you, it's not really Fresh Mex, it's just the name. The name of what? The restaurant. Yeah, I don't like it. It used place. to be called, if it was called Santana's, would you like it? No, I wouldn't like either of those. All right. Too close to Picante. You mean Chipotle? Chipotle. No, this is a, a different level of gross. Yeah. Chipotle is terrible. Yeah, Chipotle is terrible. All right, if you still California. Do you burrito. like French fries? Uh, as much as the next person, I'm not into them. Do you like? Are there carne asada? Are into French fries? I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> but I'll eat them. Right. I'd eat some right now right. if they were good. Could very well be the best interview of the weekend. Also, the slowest. <laughs> you guys are going to speed this up so people can listen to us. We're going to sound like the chipmunks. Yeah, yeah. Leave the long pauses, please. <laughs> all right, dead guys. Air, dead air. Anything you want to announce at all? Uh, Mars Attacks 3 is really funny. And read Chew, obviously. And, and read Batman. And read, yeah, Detective. Detective Comics from DC. Where Layman specifically said he'd probably never work, but he's working there now. Yeah. But read Chew the most. Yeah. And if you're not already reading Chew, rewind the interview, listen to it again, and then read Chew. Okay, thanks, guys. Yeah. Those are two real nice guys, aren't they? Yeah, good old Rob and John. <laughs> John and Rob. <laughs> they've got a lot to be proud of. They've got a lot of, uh, they've really hit it strong. Yeah, you know, Layman's uh, picking up work all over the place, and Rob is churning out chew like nobody's business. So that's that's the key. If you want to, if you want to get ahead, move out of California and go to Arizona. Is that it? Layman's in Arizona, and Rob is in uh, Louisiana. Oh yeah, he doesn't know where the good gumbo is, by the way. That's right. I was at that panel too. That was <laughs> weird. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so next up, uh, we've got uh, Todd. Uh, Todd Knock. 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 Another name that I have a little trouble with when I look at it for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> it is not uh, a typical last name, but he's a really nice guy. And uh, I've spoken with him at past conventions, not for interviews, just for personal conversation. He's a good guy. Well, we should listen to him now. Let's do that. Okay, fanboys, it is Sunday at San Diego Comic-Con, and I am standing here with Todd Knock, artist... You may know him for such things as the cover of Spider-Man 583 with President Obama or the upcoming Guarding the Globe through Image. Todd, how has the convention been for you? Exhausting. 
but anything less of San Diego, then you're not at San Diego Comic-Con. So uh, it's been busy, been having a great time, uh, hanging out in Artist Alley, doing lots of sketches, and then appearing at the uh, Image booth with the other Skybound creators, uh, doing signings and panels and stuff. So, yeah, it's been a good long weekend. Approximately how many uh, commissions would you say you've done? I know you tweet them out, most of the take pictures of them tweet them out. Yeah, yeah, I, I have been tweeting pretty much every sketch I've done uh, at the at the Artist Alley table at the very least. I would say, uh, guessing around maybe 30 at least, just off the top of my head. I'll have to go back through uh, Twitter and count all the posts. <laughs> cool, so guarding the globe, obviously with image, you're taking the uh, invincible team, basically, the Guardian of the Globe guys, Guardians of the Globe, <laughs> and is that going to be a mini-series, ongoing series, what's going on with that? Uh, it's an ongoing series, that pretty much picks up where the first mini-series left off, uh, the trade paperback will be out, uh, the first mini-series will be out in um, August, which I did the cover for, and uh, and then we kick off with the ongoing series uh, uh, with issue one on September 5th. And, um, yeah, I'm four issues in. I'm penciling and inking it and um, having a great time with it, for sure. Nice. And who's writing that one? Um, Phil Hester is uh, pretty much mapping out the stories with Robert, and then uh, uh, Phil will, is, is writing up the uh, more succinct plots with, you know, the uh, page breakdown and, and dialogue for me. So, um uh, he's writing some really fun stuff. So are you in for the foreseeable future? Like, if this goes 100 issues like Walking Dead just did and Invincible's about to do, are you going to be on there? Uh, yeah, because if, if it starts going that, that, that direction of Walking Dead and Invincible, I definitely want to be around for that ride. <laughs> I, seeing what Ryan Otley and Charlie Adlard are, are, are getting to experience oh. with uh, with Robert, then, yeah, I, I would I would hope we could get a fraction of that kind of uh, 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 attention on, on guarding the globe. That would be That would be awesome. Excellent. And you were saying that you're doing uh, Spider-Man storybooks? Like, yeah. Is that a kid's book? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Disney Publishing is doing Spider-Man children's books that um, pretty much are, uh, they're, they're out now. They, they, you can find them at Target, Barnes & Noble, Amazon.com. Uh, there's a The Amazing Spider-Man Storybook Collection, which is an anthology of short stories, Spider-Man versus his rogues gallery, you know. Uh, okay. So I did I did eight, eight of those stories in that book, and then I did some uh, smaller paperback uh, um, or softcover uh, children's books uh, with Spider-Man. Um, uh, Spider-Man versus Mysterio and Spider-Man versus the Lizard, and then a Spider-Man easy reader for like little little kids, like see Peter, see Peter run, see Peter change into Spider-Man, sort of awesome. a type type of book for for the real young young readers. So uh, so I did those last year just prior to starting Guarding the Globe, and so it's nice to finally see them out uh, on the the bookshelves. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well. That's all I've got. You got anything you want to say? Uh, just pick up Guarding the Globe, uh, September fifth. Uh, you know, so that you're you can say you were there when we reached 100, and you're you've been been a part of the beginning, and not some pose that jumped on the bad wagon right when it got hot. So uh, seriously, started off hot right now. Listen up, fanboys. Uh, all right. Well, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Thanks, Are you man. done with the booth now? Are you going to walk around? I'm going to walk today? around a little bit. Let my buddy Andy Lanning take over my table for a few hours. To, uh, maybe go uh, go see some friends eat. and and eat. <laughs> eat might be a great idea. Uh, cool. So, uh, yeah, that's it for me. Thank you, sir. Awesome. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. You too. Wow, that was great. Good old Todd. <laughs> <laughs> yep, he's a fun guy. All right. Not to be confused with a fun guy. No, fun guy. No, no, no. Fungi. Yeah. Fungi. No, not to be confused at all. Okay, so next up, uh, who we got? Good old Joe Keating. He's ah. another friend of the program. Excellent. 
You've, uh, you've talked to him before. I've talked to Joe before. Joe actually came to the premiere, the world premiere of Crackpot Comics a few years ago. Excellent. When's that coming out on Blu-ray? Uh, we'd have to talk to Lon about that. Okay, we'll talk to Lon about that later. In the meantime, here's Joe Keating. Okay, fanboys, I am at Joe Keating's booth on the last day of Comic-Con 2012. Joe Keating, as you know, writes Glory and Hell Yeah, as you may not know, recently announced writing a Thanos miniseries for Marvel. Joe, how has the con been for you this year? It's awesome. Uh, I'm a guy who really loves San Diego Comic-Con. I like coming down here and seeing everybody and hanging out and getting exposed, all sorts of cool new stuff. Talking comics, and it's been a blast. My, probably my best year, my over, wow, 15 years of coming here. So. Have you had a chance to walk around the floor and check all the stuff out? Uh, a little bit. Not, I mean, mostly on the way here and back. Uh, met the Hernandez brothers. That was cool. Um, I met CM Pumping Brodus Clay. That was pretty cool. I ran into Brodus Clay on the floor and got a picture. That was a good one. Yeah. So. Where was CM Pump? Uh, I saw him at a party. Oh, nice. So that was pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, man, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. So, yeah, that's it. Did you see uh, Dolph Ziggler at all? No. Uh, I, didn't I ran into him twice. He's the worst human being on the planet. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm exaggerating. He was in character. Uh, all right, so let's talk a little bit about Glory. All right. We're on, what, 27 just came out, right? It did. Yeah, uh, number 28 comes out next week. Sweet. So, how many issues is that? That's five. So are you doing six next week? 28 would be six. So is that going to be the first trade? Yeah, it is. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that's one trade. Are you excited about that? you got a whole trade up here now. Ma'am. Yeah, of course. I'm excited. Sure. And then you got Hell Yeah. I do have Hell Yeah. Which is on... Issue 4. 4. Uh-huh. And we had some exciting uh, circumstances. And did 4 just come out or did 4... 4 just came out, yeah. Like this week or a couple uh, weeks ago? A couple ago? weeks ago, yeah. Okay, so I read 4. Exciting stuff happened in 4. Thanks, man. Where Ben is going to be... Are we kind of finding out where the book's going in this... Yeah, well, what we're going to see in five is uh, how the the first five issues are really setting up the entire series and kind of concludes all the setup that we need to know about Ben and everything. Uh, And, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Sorry, it's Sunday, man. No, I know. I'm not going to give you that good of answers today. It's perfectly accepted. Mostly grunts. So Thanos was recently announced. Hell, wow, yeah. Uh huh. Who called? How did that come up? Um, Steve Wacker at Marvel was uh, complimenting Glory on Twitter, which I thought was very nice of him. Um, so I emailed him, said, "Hey, thank you for doing that. I'd love to work with you someday." And he said, "You know, I love with you." Went on the phone, and we did. And uh, long short of it is, I was definitely a Marvel guy when I was growing up, and uh, when the opportunity came along. 
there's no way I could say no. I mean, I love the character so much, and like, you know, I love all the original Starlin stuff, and you know, everything from Captain Marvel to Warlock and Battles Quest, Infinity Gauntlet, uh, Infinity War, everything, you know. So how quickly did all that come together? Was it just like, hey, I read this issue of Glory, you emailed him and said, I'd love to work with you, and like the next week he's saying, hey, I got something for you to work on? It was about a, it was a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. And that's awesome. Yeah. And it's going to be a five-issue like origin story? A five-issue origin story starting in October, yeah. Does it start with the birth of Thanos? No comment on story details. <laughs> that's exciting. Uh, all right, so overall, your con experience, how's it been? Uh, what? Your overall con experience. Amazing. Yeah, I, I, I had a great time. I love the show anyway, and you know, I love it even more now. So, good times. Did you take a picture with CM Punk? I did. Did you take a picture with Brodus Clay? I did. Did they give you any hints as to upcoming storylines? No. I, I, I want to see I never understood that. I've never been a guy who wants to know spoilers or anything. You know, um, I, I want to see it and experience it myself, whether it's wrestling, movies, comics, I don't know. Are you going to leave here at 4.30 and watch Money in the Bank at 5? I'm going to have to watch it on Tuesday, unfortunately. I have plans. But, yeah. but I, I do, I, I'm probably going to, I've got a really busy week, so my plans kind of catch up on the thousandth episode. Oh, yeah. Which is not this Monday, but the Monday after. What are your thousandth episode predictions? You know, I'm just, again, I'm just enjoying the ride, man. Uh, I know Rock's coming back. That's just enough for me. So we'll see. How did you feel about the uh, Brock Lesnar re-entrance? Uh, I was really excited. I like Lesnar. I thought his match with Cena at Extreme Rules was amazing. Uh, he should have won, though. Um, I've been disappointed he hasn't appeared more since then, but... Otherwise, he's awesome when he's there. He is. And how do you feel about Paul Heyman? If Lesnar was around more, I'd like it more. But without 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 Lesnar around, it's a little infuriating. Exactly. Tired of Paul Heyman coming out, provoking Triple H into hitting him. It's the same thing every week. Yeah. Why can't Lesnar come from underneath the ring, clothesline Triple H from behind, and laugh in his face? I don't know, man. That's your- your next project after the Thanos miniseries should be writing a storyline for WWE. Show them how it's done. Tell them. I'm in. I tell them every day. All right. Sign a petition. Thank you, sir. Thanks, man. I'm enjoying the glory, the hell yeah, and I'm looking forward to the Thanos. Sweet. So keep up the good work. Awesome. Before I end it, real quick. Yeah. Uh, are either Glory or Hell? Do you have an end in mind for either one of them, or are you looking at getting 100 issues under your belt? Uh, I have an ending in mind, but you know we'll see how long it takes to get there. Sweet. All right, that's it. Thank right. you, sir. Thank you, sir. And we'll see you at the next you will. show. You will. Joe Keating loves his wrestling. Excellent. <laughs> now, now we've now uh, we're changing gears. We're that's back, right. This we're back is to a, a tag team, huh? Another tag team, the Brothers Houghton. Okay. Excellent. They've been on the show before. Uh, that's right. More friends of the program. Regular guys. You wouldn't think they're crazy comic creators at all. No. Except for their drunken escapades. Oh, I mean, uh, 
Just listen to the interview. Okay, fanboys, Nate Costa here with the Brothers Houghton at San Diego Comic-Con 2012. Gentlemen, introduce yourselves. Hey, everybody, I'm Shane Houghton, the writer of Reed Gunther. Hey, guys, and I'm the artist, Chris Houghton. Excellent news. We have next week, was it next week? Uh, July 25th, so a week and a half from now or so. I guess it depends on when they listen to this. That's right, this probably won't be up until next week, so next week. Or July 25th, (laughs) to avoid all that confusion. What's coming out at that time, guys? Uh, officially, our second trade paperback collection will be in comic shops. Uh, but if you happen to be at San Diego, uh, we do have advanced copies here. But if you're listening but to this, you won't have San a Diego. Yeah, San Diego it's was a week over. ago. It was great. <laughs> great San Diego coming out. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a really cool collection. It's got issues six through ten. It's got Reed Gunther's origin story. Uh, we've got reverse werewolves, mummies. Uh, he sells his soul. It's really funny, uh, very goofy. We've got the original Reed Gunther story Chris created uh, like five years ago, uh, and it's in black and white, and it's really cool. It looks nothing like the series is today, so you can see how far it's come. And the cool thing about that was it's it's like a bonus issue, and uh, but it was never finished. I only started it. So what we did was Shane went back. He actually wrote an ending to my story, and I went in and I redrew, or I just drew it, drew Shane's ending, and so it's this bizarre mashup of old and new Reed Gunther. Um, the the art see. quality jumps. <laughs> There's a five-year gap in art quality, uh, but it's really fun to read. Yep. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, you told me something before we started talking, and I've already forgot what it was. Simpsons. Simpsons <laughs> Treehouse of Horror. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the next thing we're doing. Uh, we'll be in the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror Halloween special this year, uh, along with a couple other awesome artists. Um, but I wrote a story, and Chris drew it. It's an Evil Dead parody, and it uh, should be really funny. Sweet. So that's like an anthology, right? They do a few different stories. Yeah, I think they do. It's either three or four stories this year. They're usually around 10 to 15 pages. Sweet. Yeah. And does that come out on Halloween? Halloween's a Wednesday this year, isn't it? I think it'll come out before. It's either September, it's like late September or early October. So it'll be out before Halloween. Okay. Uh, how has the convention been thus far? It's Saturday as we speak. Yeah, it's been good. It's been, uh, you know, by Saturday I think people are still going through the actions, but the the mental uh, process of, of all the noise and everything is starting to get to people. So, so everyone's got a bad taste of the con brain. Yeah, a lot of melted con brains around here. So yeah. <laughs> it's people come up and ask us questions, and sometimes we just drool instead of answering. But uh, it's still been really fun. It's been a great con, uh, yeah. a lot of great fans, new fans and old fans. Uh, we met some guy who we first met at the, one of the first conventions we ever did in Ohio uh, in, like, 2006. So it was, like, crazy to see him. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of some old fans, too. I mean... We had one fan. He was 120 years old. That yeah, was a really literally old, old fan. That is an old fan. Yeah. Not just an old fan, but an old man. Old man fan. Old fan man. Also, uh, one of the youngest Jonas brother apparently is a really big fan, which was very cool. Uh, Sweet. Freddie Jonas, he stopped by and yeah. we got to chat he with him. He actually came up to your booth? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's not, did you demand identification or do you know who he was? We did not know who he was. Uh, he's not in the Jonas Brothers. Oh, he's okay. the fourth Jonas Brother. I 
because there's three of them, and he's the fourth one. But uh, he's the youngest. He does a lot of voiceover work, as it turns out. Mm-hmm. He's in Ponyo, uh, the Miyazaki Sosuke. movie. Yeah. Post- wow. In Ponyo, yeah. Yeah, but he's a big fan of Rick Gunther, so yeah. we chatted with him for a while. Chris drew a sketch. It was a lot awesome. of fun. Yeah. Can he give you his brother's CD? He gave us his brother's phone numbers. So if any girls are out there who are looking to hook up with the Jonas Brothers, uh, come uh, check out the Rick Gunther booth. <laughs> Two weeks ago when you hear this. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, have you had any good food outside of the hall? Because obviously there's nothing good no, in here. Yeah, the hall food in here. is atrocious. Um, We've had some pretty tasty hotel room service, actually. We got <laughs> yeah. room service. We were so exhausted last night. We got room service with our booth uh, buddy here, Andy Siriano, and uh, it was really good. Beer-battered fish tacos. Nice. Yeah. Delicious. With, with beer. Yeah, with beer. And, uh, and then, yeah, it was great. Yeah. Sweet. Do you guys hit up the parties when you're out here, or do you pretty much go to bed? We do. We've been hitting up. Uh, yeah, a little. What, what, <laughs> you, we like to hit a party and then go to bed. Yeah. Uh, so we get, but sometimes we go to bed, then hit a party. Yeah. Just switch well, it up. Sleepwalk party. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, we've been hitting a few parties, uh, hotel parties, and we were on a rooftop on Thursday night. That was fun. Uh, there wasn't a party. We were yeah, just, we're just hanging out on a rooftop. <laughs> Uh, threatening to jump. <laughs> no. Yeah, uh, it, it was overall, it's been really cool. we got one more day and then it'll be over. It's like a weird camp that's ending. And then before we know it, it'll be Comic-Con 2013. Unless you're listening to this after Comic-Con of 2013. Archives. And if so, you are far behind hey, get in with your it. podcast. Yeah, you have about 52 to listen to before that's you That's right. Hop to it. But yeah, it's been great. It's been really fun, and uh, we're really happy with everyone who's reading Reed Gunther and enjoying it. We've gotten some really great feedback. Sweet. Shane, you are writing some Peanuts. What's going on with that? Yeah, uh, I still have, in every issue of Peanuts that comes out, I've got one story. Uh, Most of my stories are drawn by Matt Whitlock. He's incredible. Um, Let's see what's coming up. Next is, I believe, a beach story. Uh, Charlie Brown goes to the beach, and he's afraid his big bald head is going to get sunburned. So he's got to find somebody to put sunscreen on the back of his head because he can't reach it. Uh, and is that true? Charlie Brown can't reach the back of his own head? <laughs> you got to read the story to find out. But he's so sad and pathetic that nobody wants to help him, like, touch him and put sunscreen on him. So he's got to find somebody to do that for him. And uh, it's, a, it's a pretty fun and strange story. So Charlie Brown lives in a world of jerk faces. I know. If he wasn't so lame, he would... Have more friends. Oh, that was just <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. Poor Charlie Brown. I feel I want to go back and rewrite that story because I feel so bad for him because of what you just said. Too late. Too, too late. That's it's a new our... character. Chris, the jerk. Chris, who he absolutely hates Charlie Brown more than anyone. He's worse life. than Lucy. <laughs> Oh, man. Instead of pulling the football away, the football would be made of cement and right. kick it and break it. I wouldn't even offer to let him kick the ball. There we go. <laughs> and Chris, you're doing covers for Adventure Time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm still doing a lot of covers for him. The, the series is really blowing up, and uh, Boom's getting a ton of indie artists to do backup stories and variant covers. Um, yeah, and I've been doing a lot of uh, doing a cover for each issue. My wife, uh, Cassandra Eller, has been coloring them, and uh, it's been great. I love Adventure Time. I love playing with those characters and being able to draw them. Yeah, it's, it's been awesome. And the series is really funny, so check that out. Sweet. Is there anything else 
at this late hour on Saturday, July 14th, 2012, that you would like to add for the people that are listening? Um, I don't know. Some dude just came up and grabbed Chris in the middle of this interview. I don't know what that was. Well, right before that... (laughs) Check out that dude. (laughs) Some girl came up behind you and was glaring at both of you, and then she just walked away. I don't know who that was. We get get glares quite often. A lot of glares here. We're used to glares. They're just jealous because we look so good. Con brain. See, this is what I'm talking about. Our brains just turned into mush. I'd like to plug, uh, yeah, plug as I'm around. looking around. Uh, I'd like to plug the Hulk. Yeah. You know what? He doesn't get enough credit these yeah. days. The Hulk. <laughs> Go uh, check out the Hulk. You know, I'd like to plug the uh, guy who does all these announcements. That's right. Yeah, he's, he's a robot. I think he's a robot. It's very automated. And every once in a while, it'll skip. But that guy needs some credit. Yeah. So there you go. Excellent work, guys. <laughs> Well, thank, thank you, you very much. much. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> oh, thanks for having us. Thank you. So you're sure they weren't drinking on the floor? Pretty sure they were sober. Okay, good. I, I would hate to think they'd be setting a bad example for today's children. Yeah, no, they're definitely good examples for kids everywhere. Because they are all ages looking book. guys. That's I hate right. to think that they had evil souls. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so who do we have next? Another name I have trouble with. Chris Geruso. Another uh, kid-friendly guy. It sounds so easy when you say it. Yeah, well. Let's talk to him. Let's do that. We should, you should Well, I'll talk to him by myself. We'll listen to you having talked to him. Okay. Okay. Okay, fanboys, I am here at Chris Geruso's booth on Sunday at Comic-Con. Everyone is exhausted and ready to go home. Chris, how has the convention been for you? It's been pretty exhausting, and I'm ready to go home. That's shocking. <laughs> How many, no, it's, uh, it's been it's been fantastic. Um, it's uh, a lot of positive, enthusiastic, enthusiastic fans buying buying books and ske- getting sketches and all that kind of stuff. It's good. How many sketches and commissions would you say you do over a convention such as this? Uh, Fifty or sixty, probably. Sweet. How, how quick do you, if it's a commission that's colored, approximately how long does something like that take you? Uh, uninterrupted, something like that would take maybe between a half an hour and an hour. But, uh, you know, it, it's hard to do that at the table during the day when people approach you, and, sure. you know, for other reasons. Yeah, just but it's all, it's all for the best. Absolutely. You just busted out a sketch in, what, three minutes or so just now. That was. Oh, yeah, that was a nice quick, quick head sketch. Yeah, that was a good one. So, G-Man, you've done two, you know, graphic novel-length books. Yes. Uh, I, I heard somewhere that you have a third one coming up. When does that come out? Uh, the third G-Man Volume 3, Coming Home, will be on shelves in December of 2012. That's exciting. What is the theme of this one? Well, uh, the last time we saw them, at the end of the last book, they had just gone on a quest. And they were, just, they they finished their quest and their turnaround to go home. And the, this book picks up with them coming back, but inexplicably, three months have gone by, and they've got to figure out why. And uh, they've got some other problems to face upon their return as well. Sweet. Uh, and you also have done, you know, tons of mini Marvel stuff. Those books are still on the shelves. What would you say? Is the most popular request when someone comes up and says, I want this sketch or commission? Uh, 
you know, uh, it used to be Spider-Man, uh, you know, 10, <laughs> 10 years ago. Spider-Man was probably like 70% of the request, but now it's just, it's kind of an even spread all across the board, because there's, you know, the Avengers movies, Batman movies, Justice League cartoons, like, all the characters are so popular again. Have you done work for DC before? Uh, no, I haven't. Not in an official capacity? Not, not officially, no. But I love them. Have you had a chance to uh, walk up and down the floor, or have you been stuck over here most of the time? Uh, I walked around a little bit, you know, I got to see all the displays, and, uh, I always get caught up in all the, the toy displays. I was going to say, are you a toy collector, or do you have any? Do you buy any of the stuff that's available here, exclusive? Uh, I don't. Um, I used to when I was younger. I was an avid collector, but now I don't have the same kind of money that I had when I was 15. <laughs> so it's impossible. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I used to have an allowance for my parents, and that was more money than I earn now from doing comics. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yes. <laughs> uh, have you had any good meals in the San Diego area? Phil's Barbecue, hands down the greatest barbecue on earth. Where's that? That is on. Where is that? Sports Arena Boulevard. Sports Arena Boulevard. Sports Arena Boulevard. So it's not close to the Minnesota. No, you got to get a cab, but it's reasonable. It's worth it. All right. Have to look into that if, you like, if you like baby back ribs, then you need to go there. And I would assume that the... Uh, huh? There's no... Now we'll never get a cake. Oh, yeah. Just tens of listeners will hear this and will rush to Phil's Barbecue during Comic-Con. Yeah, no matter where they live. Whether they're a Comic-Con or not. All right. Well, is there anything you'd like to add to the Comic-Con experience for Fanboy Planet? Uh, hey, just uh, check out anything... Chris G. Related at ChrisGComics.com. Speaking of which, Tales of the Con you did for Emerald City, right? Yes. Is that ongoing, or is that just going to be during the convention it's, uh, season? It's, it's ongoing, and it's weekly. Once Every Thursday, we update with a new strip uh, written by Brad Geiger, author of the Evil Inc. comic strip, and uh, illustrated by me. And it's a really fun collaboration. Yeah, those are, those are funny. Yeah. Can't wait to see this in one of them. Well, unless Brad was sitting here watching this whole thing, I don't think you have to worry. <laughs> All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. No, thank you, really. Oh, really, thank you? No, thank you. No, I'm serious also. Okay. <laughs> Thanks a lot. You're welcome. Good old Chris Jeruso. He churned out uh, like a two-second sketch for someone right before I interviewed him. It was awesome. Yeah, I mean... A lot of people just give stuff away at Comic-Con, and then there are people who charge for everything. I walked by Neil Adams' de desk, mm -hmm. and it said, $10 for a photo with Neil, $10 for a photo of Neil. Wow. Yeah. And Thanks, Neil. He's still a handsome man, but he's not, I mean, he's, <laughs> he's not $10 he's handsome. He's not $10 handsome. <laughs> you need more than a, well, I'm not going to go there. I paid less for a photo with Beetlejuice, and he's an actual person <laughs> I want to take a picture with. You paid for that photo? I did. It was five bucks. Well, okay. Beetlejuice uh, didn't really know what was going on. I said, can I get a picture? He said, give me some money. And I was like, I got five bucks. Is that enough? And he said, whatever you got, brother. Excellent. I was like, all right. And then the next guy just took a picture for free. Because he said, hey, can I get a picture? And he said, yeah, no problem. Wow. Yeah. I feel like I got... Out Way of to one. build your fan base, Beetlejuice. <laughs>
Beetlejuice has built-in fans. So now we've got another person whose name screws me up because every time I see this, I think it's a woman. Nope. Cena Grace is a man. Wow. I'm sure he's happy to hear that. Yeah, well, you know. I actually asked him about that the first time I interviewed him, and he said, eh, it doesn't really bother me. He's been getting it forever. So. Good. I always picture, like, somebody sitting down at a desk with, like, cat lady eyeglasses and <laughs> pinned up hair. <laughs> but he no. doesn't have either of those, does he? No, no. No. Okay. That's too bad. So, uh, this um, interview contains major spoilers for Walking Dead 100. So, if you have not read Walking Dead 100 yet, read it. Well, first pause the podcast, then read it, then unpause and listen to the rest of the Can podcast. Can I suggest that they pause the podcast, read it, get a stiff drink, and try and hold back the tears, <laughs> and then re-listen re to the podcast? Yes. That sounds all right. Listen to Rick's suggestion. That's a good one. Okay. Here we go. Okay, fanboys. I am in a secret holding cell at the Image booth with editor Cena Grace. And it is Sunday at Comic-Con, so everyone is exhausted. Cena, how has the show been for you so far? Nothing short of amazing, actually. It's a, <laughs> You think the fans will get bored of this stuff, but they, they always find uh, new ways to be excited. I have seen that firsthand. Uh, let's start off with your own stuff. So I heard somewhere that you've got your very own original graphic novel coming out, both written and drawn by you. Yes, I do. Uh, in October, Image Comics will be releasing Not My Bag. It's a, it's a semi-autobiographical book about a retail hell, and uh, I'm very proud of it. It's a, it's a weird book. It's a little bit like a Black Swan, Devil Meets Prada, Blankets. It, it's a bunch of stuff put together, and uh, I really hope I pull it off. I hope fans like it. So you worked in retail prior to this? Yes, yes. There was a time when I thought I would not make it in comics, and I could not get a job in comics. And I was, uh, I was selling very expensive clothes to uh, very needy women, and and very lovely women at the same time. But uh, it, it got horrific at times. Was it like a boutique or like a department store? Department store. And I worked in a boutique once, but this specific story is about a department store. Sweet. And. Uh... Lol, depressed boy is moving right along. Going strong. We, uh, we're we going to take a tiny break, but we're back in November for issue 17. We've got more indie rock bands. We've got more uh, stories about love and growth and uh, a couple of surprises, too. So uh, if people are picking it up, keep picking it up. It gets better and better. If you're not picking it up, my drawings have improved, so please buy, buy it now. I, I am proud of it. Uh, so most people, you know, listeners of the show probably hadn't heard of this book called Walking Dead that just hit issue one. No, it's it's been it's like it's like this indie book. Like no one reads it. It's kind of under the radar. I don't know how we how we keep it going, but yeah, yeah, it's it's it finally hit a hundred somehow. It shambled to hundred. Good one, shambled. Pun intended. Uh, so spoilers on Walking Dead one hundred spoilers right now. If you haven't read it, immediately. Stop listening, read it, and then press play again. He's not kidding. He's not kidding. Because I'm going to say exactly what happens on, at the end of the book. Yeah, get on Comixology, go to a local retailer, pick it up right now, and read it. Okay, so here's the spoiler. You, as the editor, let Robert Kirkman kill Glenn. I, as the editor, had no power over that moment, but I, as the editor, did watch it happen. <laughs> 
that was uh you know the night before i read so on wednesday you told me have you read it yet i said no you said you're gonna need what did you say tell me to take some good drugs or something i think either happy drugs or i might have even self-promoted i said you might need to read little depressed boy right after you you're gonna need to pick me up because it's it is not a it is not a smooth death at no, all the man gets hit in the face with a baseball bat a Which, baseball bat named Lucille. That has barbed wire around the end of it. <laughs> and if you've ever seen someone get hit in the face with a baseball bat, it's pretty much what happens. Yeah. I'm pretending. I've never it seen was, anyone get hit in the face with yeah, a baseball it, bat. Yeah, it was, it was gruesome. Robert had described it to me, and then I'd read the script, and then I saw the drawings. And at every phase, I was still disgusted and upset and needed, you know, to go buy tons of lollipops or something to brighten my day up. It, no, it doesn't It doesn't change, like, that feeling when you see it happen. Yeah, that was pretty, uh, pretty gruesome, pretty heartbreaking, the way, you know, he's calling out to Maggie and... Those good times. <laughs> just... That's what you're going to call it, good times? Good yeah. times, Okay, yeah. all right. You never know what's going to happen, and, that, and that's exactly... I mean, Glenn is a main character since was in issue two. Yeah. I think, and I think the thing was, it was like even more insane for fans because we just lost Abraham. Yeah. So you knew that either the stakes were up or that Robert was really going to soften up. Yep. Uh, so. And not only that, but 99 was just like, all right, let's get ready to go. Yeah, exactly. And then so. all of a sudden, a ton of shit happens in 100. Yeah. No, it was, it was really insane. And, uh... It, it, it's setting a tone. Negan is not going anywhere. Robert wants him to be as important, if not more important, to the Walking Dead universe um, as the governor is and was. So don't think that he will be gone in one trade paperback's time. He is he's here to stay. Well, I can't wait for Rick to shoot him through the butthole <laughs> out the top of his head. I can't. I can't. I don't know what to tell you. Maybe this is the guy that breaks Rick. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? I, I honestly do not. Speaking of hundreds, yes, Invincible 100 is coming up. You wouldn't in believe it. In a few short months. In a few short months, in January, we'll be celebrating not only the 10th anniversary of Invincible, but issue 100. And if I can be really honest, Invincible is my favorite book that we're working on. Um, such a pleasure to work with these guys, and the story is absolutely dynamic and compelling. And if none of you are picking it up, if you're all picking up The Walking Dead, you need to add Invincible to your pile. I don't care if you're just a zombie guy. Like, just do it. Invincible is awesome. And, of course, there's Super Dinosaur. Super Dinosaur chugs along. We just put out our second trade paperback. Um, Did it just come out, or is it coming out? It came out, like, about a month ago. Okay. And, uh, and the guys are just doing some really cool stuff with it. It's, it's our Pixar comic book. It's for kids, but adults love it. The artwork is, like freaking amazing and uh yeah i love robert and jason's work on that and also under the sky brown skybound imprint you've got witch doctor coming up in october right november witch doctor returns in november with malpractice number one it's a new series from the guys same creative team brandon seifert lucas kettner really excited for that we already have three issues in the can it looks gorgeous and then we announced another skybound original called clone which and looks awesome. That is a TV guy named David Schulner. He's both a playwright and a TV writer, and now a comics writer, um, working with Juan Jose Rip, who did Wolverine's uh, Do No Harm, I believe, or Do the Right Thing. Uh, whatever, not my book. I didn't edit it. Uh, but he is 
crazy. Like the the amount of detail in this book is awesome. Short sell is uh, Dr. Luke Taylor wakes up one day, you know, questioning his life, and uh, has a pregnant wife and sees a bloodied version of himself on the floor telling him that there are more of him, more clones, and they're out to get him. And that's how we kick it off, and it doesn't stop. It's a page-turner, it's sci-fi, I love it. Wall-to-wall excitement. Yeah, November as well, Witch Doctor and Clone, November. Word. Was Word. there anything else, uh, new, new Skybound stuff? Thief of Thieves, we have a new that's writer. Right. Thief of Thieves. James Asmus, great guy. He's kicking off the second story arc in September. Yes, September. Sean Martinbrough, Sean Martinbrough, our artist, he is still with us. He is still killing it. And uh, Felix Serrano's coloring it. Beautiful book. It's like an art piece. I love it. If you love good hard-boiled crime, pick that up. So I think that's it. I mean, you know, we got a TV show. We've got lots of new merchandise for you on skybound.com. If you need any more news that we're not giving you right now, check it out there. And did you personally have a chance to walk around the convention floor? You can answer that. You answer that for me. You've seen me all weekend. What do you think? There were two times I came by here that you were not at the booth, so I think you were either in this secret holding cell or in the restroom. There's your answer. I have not been able to really walk the floor unless to get to my uh, hotel or something. So, But it's okay. I've done this. This is my 13th year yeah, doing Comic-Con, yeah. you know. I don't need the toys. Did you have any good food? No, there's good food at Comic-Con. Not inside the convention. Not inside the convention. I've had Subway a few times. Um, Subway's good. I've had good memories. I've had good memories. Good memories with good friends. And uh, we've all been celebrating The Walking Dead. And uh, it's it's been phenomenal. That was pretty cool how it came out on preview night. We worked, we worked really hard to do that. Charlie was drawing a book every three weeks. We were getting it out every three weeks instead of every four weeks. Um, and we did it for you guys. We did it so we could have this huge thing at Comic-Con to celebrate with all of our fans because, it, you know, Image Comics is an indie house. There's no, there's no corporation backing it. So at the end of the day, you've got the only way this happens is if people buy your books, and it's, and it's because of you guys. So. And speaking of Charlie and Robert, we should mention that they won the Inkpot Award. Yeah, I heard uh, about was that. Was that Thursday? Might have been Thursday. It was probably Thursday. Yeah. I don't remember my days anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they won the Inkpot Award. Those guys are they're kings. They're kings in the industry, and uh, I think they're always giving back to the fans. So if any guys deserved it, it'd be those two. Absolutely. That should wrap it up unless there's anything you want to add. Just keep buying comics. I don't care how you do it. Digitally at the store, please do it. Thank as you very much. As long as you're much. buying it, not stealing it. You yeah, don't. Scallions. Yeah. Thieves. No, but thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Good old Cena Grace. Well, I'm glad I'd read the book before that. Yeah. Okay. What a nice guy. So now, now we got the man himself, old Robert Kirkman. Uh, I snuck up on him pretty much after the convention was over, and he uh, let me give him, do a quick interview. So. You hung with the guy. I did hang with you him. You were hauling stuff for him. Yeah, well, that was on Thursday, though. This was Sunday when well, I actually yeah, talked to him. Well, yeah, but he gave you something on Thursday. He did, he did. Should I talk about that right now? I Is think that you should brag do? on that. Okay, so Thursday, 
Robert Kirkman and Charlie Adler were presented with Inkpot Awards. And after their panel, I offered to carry their Inkpot Awards down to the image booth. And when I got to the image booth, Cena Grace had a gift for me, which consisted of the black and white Walking Dead 100 variant, which is limited to 1 in 200 copies. Um, the Walking Dead 100 watch, which was signed out of 500, and the special edition Michonne Bloody Poncho variant that was a Skybound exclusive. So I got hooked up. Wow. It was great. What a great Thursday. And you still haven't woken up. No. <laughs> so, Rob Kirkman, everything you expected? Oh, yeah, he's a great guy. You've talked to him before, haven't I you? I talked to him at Image Expo, and he Excellent. was just as gracious then. Let's do it. Okay, kids, it is literally... Comic-Con is over, and Robert Kirkman has been nice enough to stand here and do an interview. Robert, how was your convention? It was absolutely fantastic. I, I, I sure do love the Comic-Con. Comic-Con is a good one. So, Walking Dead 100 just came out on Wednesday, the first day of the con, and uh, word is it's doing pretty well sales-wise. How's that feel? Uh, it feels really good. I mean, it's looking like, uh, you know, it's definitely the number one book of July. It could be the number one book of the year. I mean, who knows uh, what's going to happen for the last half. Pretty excited about that. I mean, uh, people are really responding well to it, and, uh, you know, it's pretty cool. Cena, Cena and I already spoiled the uh, ending, so we don't have to make all these people that haven't read it deal with us, but uh, Invincible's coming up on 100 in January, correct? Yep, that's right. That's a huge milestone. You've also got Thank Thief you. of Thieves, Super Dinosaur, and the rest of the Sky... I mean, yeah. what's your involvement, basically... With all the books under Skybound, are you kind of just overseeing? Are you saying we want this book to be under this imprint? How do you? How does that work? Uh, I oversee all the Skybound books. I handpick all the Skybound books. Uh, you know, I have approval over everything. I'm looking over every single page. Uh, you know, I, uh, I I'm actively participating in the. Oh no, it's all right. I'm actively participating in the marketing of all the books and uh, the, you know the strategy of releasing it and all that kind of stuff and really just kind of doing all the things that I do behind the scenes. On my own books on uh, all the Skybound books and, uh, you know, making sure that they uh, make a good splash and, uh, you know, do all that kind of stuff. So you're saying you're a pretty busy guy. Thank you so much. Of course. Thanks. Did you get yeah. a chance at all to walk around the floor at all over the weekend? Uh, like a couple of times for like 45 minutes. I didn't get to see a lot. I walked around on Saturday with my uh, wife and son. So Excellent. Do you still buy stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought, uh, I bought a Transformers uh, AM-FM radio that I had as a kid. They had one in the package. That's so awesome. I, I picked that up. All right. Well, this was a quick interview, so that's it. It's over. All right. Sounds good, man. Thanks a lot. We'll look forward to Season 2 3 starting up in October and all the rest of The Walking Deads and everything else. Sounds good, man. Thanks a lot. Nate, that was that was something short of fabulous. Something short of fabulous? Maybe it was fabulous. <laughs> Maybe it's just absolutely fabulous. I'll tell you what, I am exhausted after all those interviews. Yeah, I can and imagine. Four days of conventioning. Actually I guess it was four and a half days because I was there for preview night too. So this was your first year as a full time Fanboy Planet staffer able to go up and inter inter interrupt people and annoy them with a uh, with a card with your name on it. That's right. And not only did the uh, Fanboy Planet staffer get me all the perks of press, but uh, I was able to 
inappropriately sneak backstage to take a picture of Robert Kirkman and Charlie Adler with their Inkpot Awards because I walked into the panel with them and told the security guard, oh, it's okay, I came in with those guys. And he said, yes, you did, go ahead. Wow. We should get that picture up on the site. Uh, yes, we should. Okay. We'll It'll see. probably be up there by the time you listen to this podcast. Excellent. Well, thanks, Nate. <laughs> no, Rick, thank you. And uh, remember, use, use your, your powers... powers. Only for, for food. Good. I mean, good. I never give up and I never surrender. Bad boy. Oh. Yay! And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatluke.com. Dot com.